everyone, and welcome back to episode 10 of Sprint Race, the show that speeds through some of the main talking points happening in Formula One. My name is Emma Ridgway, and I will be your host. Thank you very much for tuning in. Now, last weekend, of course, was the Monaco Grand Prix, which is my favorite race of them all. And after this weekend, you're probably wondering why it's my favorite race weekend uh, of them all. And to be honest, I am questioning that myself a little bit. It wasn't the best race, was it? Let's be frank. I mean, it was probably one of the most dull races of the season so far. But sometimes that can happen in Monaco. Sometimes the inability to overtake is what makes it a bad race. But it's also at times what makes it an amazing race. And I still think the backdrop is amazing. And I disagree with most of the online comments that I saw on Twitter and TikTok and wherever that this race should be scrapped. I I don't think that at all. Um, I still think it's a really, really good circuit. I think it's beautiful. I think it's exciting. And it has the best qualifying of the year, hands down. I'll admit when Mercedes were giving their interviews on Thursday, saying that they were a little apprehensive for the weekend and that they thought they weren't going to do well, I, like everyone else, was like, no, they're just playing. They are just saying that and fully expected them to be on pole. But as the weekend unfolded with practice one, two and three, and then obviously qualifying, they were not very good. I think Bottas was doing okay. But Lewis was nowhere up there. And I remember just before qualifying, there was a shot of the mechanics in the Mercedes garage and they were fixing Bottas's car, but they weren't fixing Lewis's. And then all of a sudden Bottas did way better. So I wonder if the changes that they made for Bottas's car actually paid off. Either way, Lewis clearly wasn't happy after qualifying and he definitely wasn't happy during the race. And I've since seen a few of his interviews and you can tell he's just done with this weekend. He doesn't want to think about it. He definitely doesn't want to talk about it. But sometimes this happens. And even though it was a dull race, it's completely shaken up the championship, which adds another level of excitement altogether. Now Lewis has a rival that he needs to win against. And I don't think he's had this level of competition for five years. So whilst I am a Lewis fan, I'm actually quite excited about the rest of the season now. I was a bit worried that Mercedes were just going to run away with it, but now they have to fight for it again. I do, however, want to talk about Charles Leclerc. And from the offset, I want to say that I think Charles Leclerc is a future world champion. And even though he's just taken the lead in the championship, I think that Leclerc could be a champion before Max Verstappen. And I know that's controversial, but I think he's a better driver. I was pretty devastated for him after qualifying, but it was his fault. And I think that is why he will be a future world champion. Leclerc reminds me a lot of Lewis back in 2007 and 2008 his first few seasons and the difference here being that Lewis actually had a car that was a world championship car. Leclerc does not and yet time and time again year after year including last year remember when that Ferrari had some serious issues a lot of which weren't confirmed but seriously hampered the performance of that car was pulling out podiums. 
If you remember Lewis in 07, 08, his dad was his manager. He was dating Nicole at the time. And I felt like he got really swept up in the world of being a top driver. You know, he's at a top team. All of a sudden he's getting this press attention. Everyone wants to know who he is. Everyone wants to know everything about him. And whilst Lewis doesn't really bow to pressure in the same way that I think Leclerc also doesn't bow to pressure, it surely mustn't help having that kind of spotlight on you. And I remember after that, there was a big shakeup in Lewis's camp. His private life just went completely off the grid. No one knew anything about his private life anymore, including about his dad. And I think later he said in an interview that they split professionally at the time. And obviously we know what happened next. He went to Mercedes, which at the time everyone thought was a mistake. And now look at him. But he was making small mistakes back then. He was not the Finnish driver that he is today. And that's genuinely where I see Leclerc right now. I think he's making small avoidable errors that are costing him big. But all of the potential is there and the raw skill is needed. Just look at Monaco a couple of years ago when I think he had some car issues and again started way down the grid. He made the only two overtakes in Monaco that year. Obviously on the third overtake he crashed it but again this is an example right? He does these phenomenal actions and then makes a mistake. He does overtakes and then crashes. He does the fastest lap for pole and then crashes. And I think he really needs to look at the team as well like it's a combination of a few things and what I said about Lewis is the same you know Lewis changed his manager he completely changed the way that we saw his personal life he changed teams all of a sudden he's one of the greatest drivers of all time and I feel like Charles also needs to make changes uh, I, I'm not saying he should leave Ferrari by any means but I think he needs to look at his team and make sure that they are up to the same standard that he is setting. And one example being the error of not checking the left side. Now, I don't know if you saw this in the interviews, but Nika Rosberg asked Mattia Bonotto after Ted had found out earlier where the issue was, if the Ferrari mechanics had checked the left side of the car after Charles went in the wall on the right side. And Mattia said no. And I knew it. I knew as soon as Ted had said the issue was on the left side and the crash was on the right, I said to myself, they didn't check it. And Nika Rosberg thought the same and he asked it and it was true. And Mattia even said himself that they would rather have started sick than not start the race at all. But then they didn't start the race at all. So I feel like there are these little nuances, both directly with Charles and his driving, also with his team that are holding him back from being a world champion. Some of it comes with experience. I think he will learn. And I think he showed amazing humility by going down to the grid after his car was announced to not be racing and stand there for the national anthem. And when his teammate was on the podium, he was there. He was right in front. He was applauding. And he was probably looking going, how do I make sure this never happens again? That will have hurt him massively. It will have hurt him seeing his teammate up there with a trophy that he should have had. It will have hurt him that he's never finished his home race. And it will have hurt him that he started it. His team didn't help, but it ultimately could have been avoided. So there we go. I think Charles Leclerc is 
the next best driver on the grid. I think he's a phenomenal driver who, if he sorts out these little things, will be world champion. I have no doubt about that. Controversial, I know. I think Max is an incredible driver. I just think Charles is better. Sorry, Max fans. So that is it. That is everything for this week. We only have a few days now until Azerbaijan, another street circuit. I hope that it's exciting. I'm not particularly a big fan of this track. Sometimes it's amazing, other times it's dull. A little bit like Monaco, but more of a trying to be a Monaco copy. But I'm still excited for another Formula One weekend. So until then, thank you very much for tuning in. 